At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. The Dream Team Tapes Season 2, Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem Team, is a production of Diversion Podcasts in association with iHeartRadio. Players selected for the honor of representing the United States in the 2008 Beijing Olympic Games are Kobe Bryant. I've been looking forward to this for a while, you know, to be in this position now to be able to you know, represent our country, man. It's special, special. LeBron James. We look for an opportunity to rekindle that flame of being the best in the world. I guess the redeemed team is, is, is right. We the best team in the world. We the best team in the world. We, we put basketball, American basketball, where it's supposed to be, which is at the top. Hello and welcome to Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem Team. This is episode one, which we're calling On Top of the World. I'm Jack McCallum, who brought you the Dream Team tapes, and this is its worthy sequel. See, the story of the Redeem Team, sometimes overlooked, is, in its on its own, in my opinion, every bit as intriguing as the Dream Team that preceded them by 16 years. And one of the things I found out by doing the Dream Team tapes is how eager these guys were to talk about it. For even guys that were all-stars, Hall of Famers, won championships, it was a really special time in their lives, which is why I was able to get inside the heads of players like Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson. And in the same way, the Redeem team defines a lot of these guys' careers. And in the coming weeks, you're going to be hearing from the players, the coaches, and the executives who were so eager to share their thoughts on what was an important part in their lives. So here's a quick snapshot 
of some of those voices you'll be hearing. We all understood the pecking order. We knew Kobe and LeBron uh, were going to shoot the ball or that, you know, more or less Kobe was going to shoot the ball. <laughs> I've never said this, but I remember sitting there watching those guys when we were in harmony. You can't play better than this. The most pressure moment I've ever had as a coach was the gold medal game with eight minutes to go. The year is 2008, the games of the 29th Olympiad, an American basketball team, an American basketball program, really, bent on turning around its diminished fortunes, which included a sixth place finish in the 2002 World Championships, and even worse, a mere bronze medal in the 2004 Olympics in Athens. The United States team was on a mission. There was magic in the air. Actually, there was smog in the air. Hey, we're in Beijing after all. But this 2008 team turned out to be a breath of fresh air for our Olympic program. But it wasn't easy. I'll be joined by J.A. Adande, who himself was heard recently talking about a dream teamer, somebody named Jordan, in the terrific Beyond the Last Dance that he did with B.J. Armstrong, a former teammate of Jordan's. J.A., take it away. Hey, Jack. I'll be focusing on the Kobe Bryant aspect of this because it's so fascinating to me, both the impact that Kobe had on this team and that this team and this experience had on Kobe. And the reason I'm focused on Kobe so much is that I was in Los Angeles working at the L.A. Times and then ESPN for 19 of Kobe's 20 seasons with the Los Angeles Lakers. So we'll be talking to his teammates and his coach, Phil Jackson, getting perspective on Kobe in addition to how he fit into this 2008 Olympic team, which wasn't that easy, just like it wasn't always that easy for him to fit into the Los Angeles Lakers. We got Phil to come out of hiding for this, J.A.? <laughs> yeah, that was all you, Jack. That was a good get, as they say in the media business. But through the power of email and some uh, persistence on your part, we were able to get Phil Jackson, who you don't really hear from very often these days. We had about an hour with Phil talking about the arc of his time with Kobe, and that was a fascinating discussion. We'll be hearing a little bit of that today and plenty more as we go through this podcast series. And I think you're going to find yourself immersed in this, as both of us were in this project. And so we'll hear about the redemptive arcs of Kobe and the players like LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony, who are on the 2004 Olympic team, and then got the chance to rectify that disappointing bronze medal in Athens. And it's also about the turnaround of USA basketball. It was led by Jerry Colangelo and how he got the players to buy into a concept that was bigger than even the biggest names in the NBA and how Mike Krzyzewski got these players to listen to a college coach. Thanks in part to a few timely F-bombs. And along the way, we'll learn things like LeBron's preferred drink and which player almost got left behind on a night out in Macau, China. And it all led to this glorious golden moment that Mike Krzyzewski described. That's as much pressure as any of the teams I've had during that time. And what a joyous celebration afterwards. It's a moment in time that, you know, some of the greatest players in the history of our game could share together. I can't explain the moment. And our guys were so reverent, they looked so good. And they got gold medals around, and the, the national anthems played, and our flags raised above all the others. And incredible. And so, Jack, the moment that I got into this team was when they had that Nike commercial with them running around the court and working out to the Marvin Gaye version of the Star Spangled Banner. 
And we'll hear from Coach K and some of the players about how much they really got into that song. And he utilized that anthem almost every time that they were together to help motivate them. And hearing it actually motivated me to get into this team. And so I've been fascinated by this group for a while. And I'm always fascinated by the social dynamics of a team. And this collection was really intriguing. And I can't wait to tell the story of them with you. I was at that All-Star game when Marvin Gaye, uh, we're going to be talking about that anthem later, but... It's very rare you capture an iconic moment at the moment that it happens, but that's exactly what happened with that national anthem. They might not have said it, but we're going to be listening to that thing for a hundred years, man. It was interesting to hear how much Krzyzewski, you know, a product of the uh, United States Military Academy, it was interesting to see how much he embraced that version of it. And how much he embraced the military, too, as we get into that. And every little motivational tactic, every angle that Krzyzewski tried, it worked. And it resulted in that gold medal, in that triumph in Beijing in 2008. And there's a clip from right after that gold medal game, which they defeated Spain. And Kobe's there. And he's got his arms around Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade. And LeBron James is standing next to Dwayne Wade. little foreshadowing there. And Kobe was giddy, and he'd reverted back to that same Michael Jordan-like inflection that he had when he first came in the league. It was like he'd rediscovered the enthusiasm from his teenage years, Jack. And let's take a listen. Incredible feeling. We've been waiting for this for a while. USA is back on top. This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. We're having a blast right now. Now, I hadn't seen him this physically affectionate with his teammates since he won his first championship with the Lakers in 2000. And we're going to roll the clip some more, and you'll hear Kobe answers another question, then Carmelo chimes in, and then LeBron James provides some of his usual matter-of-fact analysis. And then you're also going to hear Kobe call out CP3 when Chris Paul joins him. Chris is holding his victory cigar. And it starts when a reporter asked him, how did you feel when Spain pulled within two, and what was going through your mind? It was fun for us. We all enjoyed challenges. We enjoyed competition. We enjoyed every minute of it. This is fun. This is, what we all, this is what we all wanted. That's what made it that much better, man. That's you know, what made I mean, it we knew better. it wasn't going to be a cakewalk like it was last game. Um, Spain brought their A-plus game, and, and we did too. So, I mean, for us to come out here and take care of business, we did it the right way. So, Jack, let's stop and appreciate it for a moment. You have four of the top 30 scorers in the history of the NBA. LeBron, Kobe, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade. LeBron and Chris Paul are in the career top 10 for assists. And, of course, Jason Kidd was on the team, the number two all-time assist leader. At the moment, he was probably off somewhere icing his knees. He was the old man on that team. And it's not just the accomplishments of that group. It's the bond. And, again, that really gets to my central premise about this team, the Redeem team, is that Kobe was good for these guys because he showed them what it took to put yourself at the very top, that extra bit of work it takes. And the Redeem team experience was good for Kobe because it showed him how to be a part of the group. And I thought it was interesting that when we asked Carmelo Anthony for the memories that stood out from him for that 2008 Olympic experience, he took it right back to Kobe. The way that he, like, brought himself to become so comfortable with us, you know, and and the players on the team and, you know, really understanding, like, okay, like, this is a band of brothers here. Like, you saw him, like, slowly letting his guard down, even on the buses. You know, even going to the Olympic Village and going to other sporting events, like you saw the guard coming down. You saw those bricks falling. And he was fully immersed in in what we was doing and being there with us. 
And that was something that was like, okay, he, he, he finally like, okay, we got the last brick down. Like we, you know, he's the, the, <laughs> the wall is down. Like it's down y'all. It's, damn, we did a good job. Like it was, you almost felt like a sense of victory seeing him laugh the way that he was laughing and, you know, talking and communicating and stories and just like you, we felt that. We used to always say lions don't hang with other, don't hang with nobody other than lions. Right. When you put it that way to him and you mess with the, you know, the, the cerebral part of it, he locks in. And I think that's what, that's what he was dealing with. Like he knew like he was being sharpened by us and we was being sharpened by him. We understood that. And so when Kobe got back to L.A. and they're getting ready to start the season in L.A. in 2008, he meets with Phil Jackson and Phil was curious. He asked Kobe what it was like. I talked to him about the pleasure of playing in that uh, Olympics. He talked about the amount of fun they had, that that we really had a great time. He he was very insistent upon that. I asked him about various characters. I asked him about Dwayne Wade and, and, you know, LeBron, if they could keep up with him and, uh, you know, if he drilled them as hard as he drilled some of his teammates. And he said, yeah. And I said, uh, did you get him up in the morning and uh, work out at six o'clock before? Yeah, I got him up and, you know, he did all that. And Jack, Phil had that sort of amused look as he told us that story and, and recalled that moment for Kobe. And it was a different Kobe Bryant and it was a more successful Kobe Bryant, as we'll see. He goes on to win the next two NBA championships. So it wasn't just a culmination. It really launched a lot of those guys. And I think they were all better for that experience. Yeah, and, and, you know, years, four years earlier, we're going to be talking about that a little bit. You're listening to Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem Team. We'll be back in just a moment. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. You know, you forget how these guys themselves had down points in their career. 
In 2004, the Olympics that we're going to be talking about later when we did not win a gold medal, LeBron, Mello, Dwayne Wade, more or less, you know, they felt like losers. They were being called upon as only rookies to kind of have a prominent place on this Olympic team. And, you know, the moral is even guys like this need to grow. And it would be interesting to know how much this 2008 redeemed team helped them do that. I mean, LeBron and uh, Dwayne obviously went on to win, uh, and Chris Bosh went on to win championships together. And you wonder what a formative moment this was for all these guys and the uh, the redeemed team. Some of them, you know, didn't really need it. Jason Kidd was a little more forward in his career. But for all the other guys, it was important. And uh, we're not going to take you through the games of 2008 here. They'll be coming more near the end of the podcast. But there's a moment after the gold medal game that seems of small importance, but it was really not. And Sean Ford, who's the veteran director of basketball operations for USA Basketball, talks about it. The guys wanted uh, champagne, right? Uh, they, that was a big thing for them, it's especially like I remember LeBron. He said, let's treat this like a real champion. We want champagne and that. And, and I remember talking to him, I said, Jason, like, we can do the champagne, but you just got to remember, like when we come back to the locker room, we got to go back out for the medal ceremony. We can't have you guys spraying each other. And it was particularly important for Jason Kidd, as he explains here. In 2000, we really didn't get a chance to celebrate. I think we were exhausted and we were just ready to go home. And um, I, I told Sean, like, we, we have to celebrate. Now, Jason's talking about the, what I would call, I think J.A. referred to it as the Invisible Olympics. It was the 2000 Games in Sydney. It was forgotten, Jack. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, they're in the other hemisphere, the southern hemisphere, and the time difference was so great, and we couldn't stream back then, right? We were at the mercy of when NBC was going to show the games, and there were times they'd be showing a game, and it was so delayed because of the time difference. Like, I not only knew the results of that game, I knew the result of the next game after that. And one thing, it was an important step in the internet, though, because... I would say the Vince Carter dunk, the famous Vince Carter dunk from that Olympics over Frederick Weiss, that was one of the first viral internet moments. And it was viral through email, right? There wasn't social media back then, but somehow somebody got their hands on a blocky, low-resolution clip of that dunk. And they would email it around and would get forwarded, forwarded. You get the email. When it finally gets you, you would have like forward, 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 forward. And you'd watch it on like Real Player or Windows Media Player or something. And it was really blocky and slow, but that's how you saw the greatest moment of that game. But it, it wasn't something that we watched collectively. Le Dunc de la Mort, as the French call it. I didn't even really remember this. It came after a steal. And Vince Carter almost jumps completely over the seven foot two inch Frederick Weiss, who from that moment kind of got, you know, he was the first person to be eternally posterized. I mean, that's uh, that's probably in the first paragraph of every Frederick Weiss story written since then. And really, there haven't been many. But I was at those games. I covered those games for Sports Illustrated. And it's a sad omission, J.A., but I didn't even want to cover basketball. I covered women's cycling race. 
I covered Greco-Roman wrestling, and it speaks to kind of this invisible time. You know, there was still this kind of hangover from the Dream Team, and we couldn't quite get our focus on it. And we came very close to losing a game, as Jason Kidd explains here. We're like, would we have gone back to the States? Could we have, you know, shown our face after, you know, losing um, in, in the Olympics? Now, Kidd is so right. We would love to get the audio from that final moment when the Americans could have lost, but it costs about a million dollars a moment. So I'm going to have to recreate it. Semifinal game against Lithuania, 4.6 seconds left. United States leads 85 to 83. Lithuania Sarunas, yes, uh, Kavishas is dribbling, guarded by Kidd. He goes right, Kidd forces him left, time running out. Yes, a Kavishas goes up. Antonio McDice comes out. The shot that could beat the Americans and shock the world is wide left. United States win 85 to 83. And the U.S. still being called the dream team in some quarters goes on to beat France in the gold medal game by 12. But clearly something was changing in the world. You're listening to Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem team. We'll be back right after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Now, do you remember the Olympics in Atlanta? What do you remember from those uh, four years earlier, Jay? Yeah, I covered those. That was my first Olympics. And there was still the the halo effect of 92. And you still had some of the dream teamers, right? Charles Barkley, most notably, was on that team. David Robinson was on that team. So you still have some members of the original dream team. And it was just so tough to live up because you didn't have the, the true stars. You didn't have... Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. You didn't have those guys around, so it couldn't live up to them. Uh, And Jack, the debate was whether or not we should still be calling them the Dream Team. So I think USA Basketball was trying to keep that alive. And 
especially the 94 World Championship team, they definitely called that Dream Team too. And in 96, the players in particular were still using the Dream Team moniker. I think there were still some basketball pins that said Dream Team on them. But one person who was adamantly against using that moniker was Michael Jordan himself. I'll never forget, he comes to Washington and I ask him, I said, Michael, what do you think about them calling this still the Dream Team? Almost before I could finish the question, looks at me and says, there's only one Dream Team. The rest are duplicates. And he gave me that glare, that Michael Jordan glare. His eyes were just raging. The furnace behind those eyes was raging at me on fire. And so... Laser eyes, man. Laser eyes. After that, I certainly didn't use Dream Team anymore because I was afraid Michael Jordan would hunt me down, and <laughs> snatch the newspaper and throw my laptop in the trash. I look back at the 2000, you know, four years after that, and there was still a kind of modest effort to use Dream Team. They would have been Dream Team 4, you know, the team in Sydney. But by then it was starting to kind of flame out. And even though, like you said, there were uh, five members of the original Dream Team on that 96 team, but they really paid a price for following the Dream Team. And they kind of knew it. You know, that's what was hard. Hey, hey, where's our attention? Where are the fans for our games? And I kind of likened it to the astronauts that followed, you know, Neil Armstrong. There's only one person that gets to the moon first. And in this case, uh, you know, extending that metaphor, it was the dream team that did it. And I just remember I talked to Charles about it, Charles Barkley, about the 96 games when the Americans still won every game in a runaway. They were still very good. And here is Charles's succinct wrap-up of the 1996 Olympic experience. The 96, that was a fucking nightmare. So, you know, it's hard to put your finger on exactly why these guys paid such a price. As I said, the, the thing I put on it mostly is hangover. There was this hangover. And Krzyzewski later on talked to us about what the difference might have been. And it was almost like the Dream Team came along, they made their impact, and They grew the game around the world. There's no question they speeded up international players coming into the NBA. But they were kind of, as far as the United States was concerned, kind of a one-off. And here's Mike Krzyzewski talking about that. In the evolution of uh, USA basketball, USA basketball in 92 had no culture. Uh, But the group that they assembled brought the NBA's culture of the 80s into it, where all those guys truly believed that they built a product that was going to last and was classy. By the, you know, 15 years later, that was not the case in the NBA either. You know, there was more individualism and whatever. And the culture that they brought in 92 didn't stay with USA Basketball. So the perfect storm that surrounded the Dream Team, Jay, the fact that it was new, it was the certainly global preeminence of Jordan as a crossover corporate figure. The newness of it all, the fact that it was in this exotic city, Barcelona, the fact that international audiences had seen glimpses of the Dream Team, but they hadn't really seen them together. It all came together to form this kind of magical time and anything that came after that couldn't match up to it until our guys the redeem team came on 
and 2008 and kind of formed their own identity. And it's kind of ironic because the Dream Team, the 1992 version, was, I would say, successful beyond anyone's imagination, both capturing the gold medal that had been lost in, in Seoul in 1988, but that was... the you know, presumably the, the primary mission, but really this was about growing the game of basketball internationally, helping the NBA brand internationally, and it succeeded in those regards beyond anyone's imagination. Traveling in Germany, for example, in, in 2006 for the World Cup and seeing a, a cutout of Allen Iverson in a shoe store there in Germany. I've been to Africa and seeing Penny Hardaway jerseys in Africa. <laughs> Throughout the world, NBA basketball and NBA players probably became the most recognizable American athletes. So it worked in that regard. Uh, it, it helped spread basketball. And it made it tougher, though, for USA basketball because, as we've discussed, it was harder for those subsequent teams to live up for that. And the 92 Dream Team inspired players around the world to elevate their games, to try to match that. They'd seen the template now, they'd seen the standard, and now they were all shooting for that. They succeeded or failed to varying degrees, but you can't dispute the fact that international basketball was elevated by their exposure to the Dream Team. So now it became harder for subsequent teams. 96 was too soon for that really to take effect on the court. The Dream Team, you know, cruised to the championship. The games were really boring, Jack. I was at every one. The most memorable moment was... Uh, they presented Muhammad Ali. They regave him his gold medal from the 1960 Olympics that legend has it he'd thrown in the river in Louisville. They presented Ali with a gold medal at halftime in one game. Dennis Rodman, for some reason, shows up at another game and causes a big commotion in the stands. And that's all I can remember from the 96 Olympic basketball experience. Well, that's two more things than I remember, J.A. But what <laughs> I clearly remember are some of these moments from the 2008 Redeem team. And you're going to give us a little preview of the next episode when we're going to concentrate on Kobe, who is obviously one of the central characters of the Redeem team, one of the central figures in the history of the NBA, and somebody whose death is obviously top of mind right now since it happened a little over a year ago. So give us a little sample of what's going to go on in episode two. Well, it's amazing how much he became a focal point of the 2008 team, and everyone we talked to in some way or another talked about Kobe's impact, and in a lot of ways, the team became centered around him. So it almost demanded a, a separate episode dedicated to Kobe. And so we'll, we'll get into his impact on the team, but we'll really tell the story from the time he came into the league in 1996 and uh, the difficulties he had assimilating and meshing with his teammates and trying to come into the fold, learning under Phil Jackson. And again, Phil Jackson has some great stuff to tell us about Kobe. We also talked to teammates like Robert Ory to give us their impressions of young Kobe and the progression of Kobe. So we'll really get the the arc of Kobe Bryant from his rookie year through this time in 2008. All the ups and downs and, and yes, including the sexual assault case in Colorado, which became a big part of his story. So we'll look at that journey for Kobe. And I would say the redemption story of Kobe Bryant. And here's some of the interviews that we'll be hearing and the people that we'll be hearing from in that episode. I remember Kobe was just like, everybody's going like at a third of a speed and Kobe's going 100 and shoot around. Like, does this guy know this is a shoot around? And he was like, you know, I got to go hard because I'm trying to start. I'm like, dude, it's shoot around. Nobody goes hard. <laughs> and he just had all this energy. And I said, that's that's an 18 year old for you. You know, <laughs> you're going to have all that energy. 
And when you wait, wait till this 82 um, game grind hits you, you're going to slow down. And, and it was just one of those things. He was just trying to learn the game. And he was just one of those guys that was in the gym constantly trying to get better. I mean, every play, he was going hard. And that was kind of Kobe's mindset, was that he wanted to be considered one of the greatest that ever played the game and was concerned about it uh, and was going to do something about it. <laughs> and no one's going to stand in his way about it either. So we'll hear that and so much more in episode two of Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem Team. I'm J.A. Dande for this episode. I'm Jack McCallum. We look forward to joining you for episode two. The Dream Team Tapes Season 2, Kobe, LeBron, and the Redeem Team, is a production of Diversion Podcasts in association with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This season is written and hosted by me, Jack McCallum, and J.A. Adande. Executive Producer Scott Waxman and Mark Francis for Diversion Podcasts and Sean Titone for iHeartRadio. Our editorial director is John Tuttle. Supervising producer, Brian Murphy. Legal producer, Freddie Overstegen. Editing, mixing, and sound design by Mark Francis. Verna Fields is our technical producer, and our director of marketing and business development is Jacob Bronstein. Podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.